This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Life Made Better. I am so excited to have once again another amazing guest with us today, which is no other than Ian Bruce. Ian is a multitasker, multi-passionate, and a kind-hearted spirit. We met several years ago. Some will say that we met playing with Barbies because it's the truth. We met <laughs> working together in bringing this well-known doll, uh, her film Adventures to Life. And, you know, he's an amazing work ethic. He's easygoing. He's open and relatable. And his style of communication is also one that invites you to be part of everything. And as well as our love for all things creative and fun, made this working together even more amazing. He's also one of these people that whose energy and his spirit and passion really captivates you from the moment that he says hello. And so we had no other choice that, you know, to become friends. Apart from being this creative soul and working, having worked for most of the most well-regarded entertainment companies in the world, he's been in Mattel as global director, he's produced some created kids content, He's also focused on helping others become a better, a better expression of themselves because he's a healer. He heals through sound. He trained with Dr. Jeffrey Thompson, which maybe you would recognize from Netflix documentary Heal. And I, for once, I'm dead excited to hear more about this. So thank you very much, Ian, for being with us today and welcome to Life Made Better. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks very much for having me. It's a, I'm thrilled to be here. And how can I follow that introduction? My goodness. <laughs> Nothing but the truth. But I'm sure, you know, obviously I do know you quite well and everything I said is the real, is this the real deal? But I'm sure our listeners will be interested to hear about more, to hear more about you and your journey and what led you to be where you are today. Wow. Uh, so my journey, you know, it's interesting. The way I'll kind of frame that up is, you know, you always make a plan as to where you think life is going to take you. And then (laughs) that plan, it turns out to be maybe instead of a straight line, a series of number sevens, like, right, because you go in a straight line for a little bit, then you take a turn, then you go to a straight line, then you take a turn. And I think that that's really been my life journey. I mean, I think when I was a child, I thought my first career choice was I thought I was going to become an orchestra conductor. That's what I wanted to do. And I played bassoon, classical bassoon, in an orchestra for many years. And uh, then I picked up a movie camera when I was 11 years old. And then I didn't know. I was like, do I want to be George Lucas or do I want to be John Williams? I don't really know which way I want to go. Uh, And therein became my terrible struggle of my entire life. But I think as I sort of went through working in music for a little bit, Uh, and then um, switched into animation. I worked at Walt Disney Animation for a little while on some of their movies. I started to get a sense of not just, um, you know, creative expression and the enjoyment of creative expression, but just a little bit about how just life in general works, the ride, the ride of life. I always like to say, 
you know, I bought a ticket to Disneyland when I came down to this planet, and I'm going to try to ride as many rides as I can before the park closes. <laughs> so that's been helpful for me in life because I, as you said, I have had so many changes in my life and companies that I've worked for and things that I, I, I've done that I never thought I would do. And I think the experiences have been, have been great, some of them not so great. But the one thing was each piece of it uh, sort of helped me become who I am and also understand that as the, the one constant in life is change. And if you accept that and you can roll with it, then I think uh, it makes the, the ride a little more enjoyable because you never know what you're going to learn in a different situation. I never thought I would work for Disney Animation. <clears throat> I worked for uh, Stan Lee, uh, very completely by accident, completely honored to be a producer for him. And then uh, that company crashed and I was out of work for a little while. And then I wound up working uh, for Universal Studios in marketing, something totally different than what I had ever done. But it was an amazing experience, um, and I was able to sort of take some of the things that I had from my previous life and apply them uh, and learn a bunch of new skills. So, yeah, so it's been quite a journey up until now. And then, of course, you and I met when I worked at Mattel. Never thought I'd work for a toy company and certainly not for Barbie. Uh, <laughs> right. So you never know where life is going to take you. <laughs> See, that's funny because my mom was the other way around. I used to be, as you know, a Barbie lover. And when finally I joined Universal, that was back when I was in Spain. And I said, Mom, guess what I'm going to be working on? And I, the minute I said Barbie, she was like, well, finally she's giving us all the money we've invested. Because <laughs> I was talking about Barbie. <laughs> right. so there you go. <laughs> all those years of preparation finally paid off. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing Ian is uh, a very open and curious person with a bit of a fun for life. So you're not thinking too seriously about where it's taking you, but you're still uh, always feeling that creativity that you need to follow. Does that land well? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, you probably may have hit it on the head, although I probably wasn't aware of that for a long time you know, life just sort of happens, right? Things change. I, I, and I'll tell you, when I worked for Stan Lee, I, I actually thought, well, oh my God, this is like, I've, I've gotten to where I want to go. This is amazing. I'm working for an icon. Uh, I'm doing something incredibly creative. I love what I'm doing. And the company, uh, the guy who was running the company, there was some, uh, let's say, some unscrupulous things that kind of happened. And <clears throat> the company folded, it went down. And you might think, um, oh, my God, how could this possibly happen, right? Um, my dream, and this is, you know, this is everything that I wanted, and I'm working for Stan, and this is impossible. So I think part of the change has just been life situations happening, even though that wasn't something that I wanted to let go of. Life just had its way, and I just kind of had to roll with it. So I think part of the, the curiosity has been trust. I think trusting that where you wind up is where you're supposed to be, because I do believe that that is very true. And I, and I would say looking back across my life, that has been consistent. You know, I've always wound up where I was supposed to be when I was supposed to be there. And probably a little bit of what has to do with that is just my, I think my desire to draw in the kind of experience that I'm looking for 
<clears throat> which actually is why some of the sound work that I, I wound up doing uh, really resonates with me, not just because I was a musician for many years, but also because of just the, the physics, I think, behind all of it, of, of vibration and energy and how it's all interconnected. And so, you know, looking back now, you know, at all these events that happened in my past, I can definitely see a pattern, whether I instigated the pattern uh, or not. So yes, I do think you've hit it on the head. Maybe there's something subconsciously behind me that also was saying, you know, okay, I think I've done this, tick the box, and it's time to move on and go on to another ride. Yeah, maybe it's two energies coming together. There is your conscious thought as well as the energy of whatever was behind. I mean, like you said, you can't change the circumstances. So if you go with the energy of the flow, how much nicer is that than resisting the change? Because that is really uncomfortable. That's And that is, I think that's a, a key crux of many people's frustrations and even illnesses, I think, is the holding on uh, and the resistance. <clears throat> and, and it is one of the hardest things, I think, for, for any of us to learn is the ability to let go and kind of go with the flow. Because let's be honest, you know, that's a very scary thing, stepping out into the unknown. You know, it's what if I don't have a job? What if I can't pay my bills? What if things don't work out? You know, what if it's, you know, whatever it, it may, the situation may be, there's always that big question mark. But I think if you think about how life has worked out for you when you have taken a chance and stepped out into the unknown, I think you'll find that overall things have actually worked out quite nicely and probably better than you anticipated. That is literally the universe stepping in to fill those holes in for you. Um, so yes, so I agree with you completely there. It's about what you said earlier, you have to trust that it's all gonna be okay and you've got the skills and you know, you've learned so many things on the way that that will help you anyway. That you know, It's not all a failure. Just because that bit of the company folded, it doesn't mean it's all a failure. But you also raised a good point, I think, which is, the looking back, and I think not many people, because you know what Rafiki said in The Lion King, right? What's in the past is in the past, uh, and many people are in a way scared to look back, whether because it's something that they do not want to face anymore, or whether it's something that they do not want recalling. But as you said, sometimes when you look back and start putting together all the pieces or looking back at the track, you can see the connection in it and the learning within it which I'm sure is one of the things that have helped you along the way and has helped you keep in that open heart and open mind because um, as you said you face your 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 fair beat of things going wrong so was this something that you used to help you navigate that situation and kind of move on right there and I think um, part of it is if you think in terms of um, what you learn in each situation. Uh, when you go to the next situation, one of the positive things is that you're bringing in a different perspective, perhaps than other people have as well because of the varied experiences that you have. So when you're in a new situation, you have a unique uh, way of being able to look at things and have some unique experiences you can bring to the table that can be very helpful to that situation as well. So rather than looking at what happened to you previously as a negative, you can certainly look at it and 
you know, mourn the loss, right? You can mourn the loss of a situation that maybe you liked uh, or rejoice in the fact that you're free of a situation that didn't work out or, or was no longer serving your purpose. And then when you go to your situation, whatever that may be, you'll find that you have these immense experiences from those previous ex- previous experiences that you can draw upon. And maybe you might be able to bring something to the table that is unique that other people weren't able to think of because they didn't have that same um, varied experience that you have as well. So I think there's, um, I think that's why I think it's always important. You know, we, we tend to automatically are wired to maybe look at the negative side of things, which is, you know, a bit unfortunate. I think it's just, you know, it's our nature. It's what, it's what we do. But if we can kind of just stop for a beat and take a different approach and say, well, wait a second, you know, you know, maybe that wasn't so horrible. There were parts of it that were terrible. Sure. And I, I went through a bit of a bumpy ride there coming out of that, but now where I am now, I mean, look at what I'm bringing with me to the table now. And and perhaps you might actually be a bit happier now than you were. Uh, so that's a positive thing. Yeah, I always think you can appreciate more something more as well once you've gone through a negative because you really do feel that loss as well. So it's kind of, you become more of an appreciative person. I'm curious to know, has this come with age and wisdom or have you always been open and trusting? Well, now we're going to get into a spiritual conversation. Yeah, we can have a whole other podcast about that. I can just tell you from for myself, um, I've had throughout my life just very interesting, we should say, um, experiences, which, which is also why the sound work has been very interesting for me as well, um, which demonstrate um, the interconnectivity of, of energy. And so, yes, I have had many situations where I've been, you know, shaking my fist in the air saying, why did this happen to me? You know, no, that's not what I want. But at the same time, I've also, I use a lot of um, uh, creative visualization and energy manifestation to draw things to me that I want. And um, it's very effective. (laughs) I will tell you that it works very well. Um, I brought jobs and uh, resources to myself and all kinds of things. And and, and the reason why this works, I I like to try to take the hocus pocus out of a lot of this stuff, because I know when people think of this stuff, they're fascinated by it. Some people get it. Some people are curious. Uh, Some people say, oh, that's just a bunch of garbage, you know, but um, when you think of everything at a, this is more on, on a, a scientific or a physics level here. <clears throat> when you think of everything on a subatomic level, we're all basically made of the same stuff, right? If you put something under a microscope and you start looking at it smaller and smaller and smaller, you start seeing particles and protons and neutrons and croutons and whatever else is in there, right? And then you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. At the end of the day, on a subatomic level, all you're really seeing is just wiggling, vibrating energy. That's it. And energy, when it's vibrated to a certain frequency, becomes a particle. And when particles come together, they form mass. And that forms things, right? Trees, us, whatever, right? Because we, we think we're solid, 
right? Because I can hit my arm right now and my fist can't go through my arm, but there are light frequencies that just fly right through my body, right? To them, I'm this huge, I've got huge spaces in between me. So when you think about it sort of at that level and you realize that everything is just energy and we're all made of the same stuff, like we're made of the same thing as a tree. It's the same elements, right? You just kind of organize them a little bit differently. That's it. But it's the same basic stuff, right? It's like baking a cake. You use flour and you use sugar and it's the same stuff. You just make it a little bit differently, right? When you think in terms of that, and then you realize that everything is connected at a subatomic energetic level, you can almost I mean, will things into existence, focus on these things and draw these things to you. This is why when people talk about creative manifestation and things like that, about making a list of what you want, right? And focusing on the list, because what you're doing is you're sending focused energy out there into the universe. It's almost like a broadcast signal, right? Like a radio station, you're broadcasting out there saying, hello out there universe, boop, boop, boop. You know, this is what I want. This here's my little list. I have a funny way of doing it because I'm a creative guy. I have this thing where I have a group, little group of elves and they've got little clipboards. And I say, okay guys, here's, here's what we need, right? And they're taking little notes. And I just kind of go down the list and say, I need this, bring me this and bring me this, or this is the kind of situation that I'm looking for, right? This is what it feels like. That's the important thing. This is kind of what it feels like. And then you just kind of let the universe fill in all the holes there. I think to answer your question, Fleur, um, I think from a, uh, for quite a while, only because I've seen that happen in my life, um, especially when these bad situations have shown up, I've just said, okay, what am I going to do? Well, this is kind of what I want. This is what I'm looking for. And then something would just pop up. Um, and so I started to notice these little patterns of, wait a second, you know, I want to kind of do this, this kind of happens. So that gave me a little uh, level of comfort, I think, that no matter how badly things got, and I'm going to be honest with you, there was a time in my life when I was sleeping on somebody's couch. So it's not like I've had a blessed life and always been flushed with cash, right? So I know what it's like to, uh, to be broke as well. But I was able to sort of uh, manifest these things. And I think that that, like I said, it did provide a, a certain level of comfort that somehow things would sort of work out and be where they should be. That's beautiful. And I think there's something that I'm taking of that that I think is beautiful. What well, two things. One, the fact that we are all connected, that it doesn't really matter how different you think you are at the core level, the same. And we are all connected and we are part of what this big world. So whatever you do, as Gladiator would say, echoes in eternity, right? So exactly the same here. Um, And I think the other one is to keep that perspective um, in a way, or, you know, whenever you're facing that bad situation, to be able to still think, okay, this situation, excuse my friend, is shit right now. But I know through these past experiences that I can learn X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to come out of this better, which not many people, and I think this is where the important, or, you know, what I'm hearing is take whatever happens, even if it's the bad, because you don't know how you're going to get out of it the other end and how that's going to help you in the future. Because I think plenty of people, and tell me if this is kind of what you were coming from, you ask for something, and as the saying goes, be careful what you ask for, because how many times many of us 
go to bed sort of praying, oh, I want something different. And then you do it repeatedly and all of a sudden your company goes bust. You are fired. Your boyfriend leaves you. And then you go back thinking, this is not what I wanted. Well, be prescriptive because you did ask for something to change, right? So even if that time feels like the wrong place to be, kind of sit with it and and in a way let it happen because it may well be that it's your way onto something better. Yeah. And I think, yes, I think you're, you're right. You're hitting it right on the head there. And I think it's, that's why it's important to, I think, be honest with yourself as well, because if you're a person, let's say, who likes constant change, then to I'm fool, probably the wrong word, but to fool yourself into thinking that you want everything to remain completely consistent as it is, you're at odds with your own very self, right, inside. And you may be breaking things up intentionally because you're a person who just wants change. So I think that that's why, and some of these things are the hardest things for us to do, except change, um, except the unknown, right? Uh, have a certain level of faith that things are going to work out uh, and be okay. You know, and this goes to, you know, they talk about the power of prayer, right? So prayer is, can be many things, right? Some people for the prayer for them is they go into a church and they've got their prayer book and, um, and they're praying according to that particular religion. Prayer for some people is meditation, right? Uh, manifestation, but it's, it's it, what it really is, is just a connection to the self, connecting to the self, and then releasing what it is that you, that you want to have happen in your life out into the universe. And then, or, you know, some people may say to God, and then allowing that then to come back to you as you've asked for it, right? I think there's... Um, it's interesting, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who is who is somebody I absolutely adore and love to death. There's, Dyer, there's, what's that? Say Wayne Dyer then. Wayne Dyer, yeah. yeah, yeah the secret. Uh, well, he actually there's um, it is something I would recommend everybody listen to. You can actually find it on YouTube, but he um, there's a thing called the power of intention. Uh, it's on YouTube, and um, it, it, the first time I ever heard him, it was like it was great because it was almost like hearing myself speak to myself, which sometimes you really need to do. You need to hear yourself talk back to yourself. And every time I say I'm going to church, it's, I'm going to listen to Wayne because it's almost like I get a reset from from myself. But but I like his approach to things. But 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 one of the things that he quoted, which is very interesting, it was actually from the New Testament, was Jesus saying, you know, to his followers, all of you can do everything that I can do and even greater things. And what he means by that is by tapping in to the, you know, the power of the universe, which is this creative manifestation by broadcasting your desires out there, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through meditation or whatever road works for you, um, you can draw these things back to you. And that I think is, and again, it, it, it is a, it, it's a tough thing to do, but if you can step out into the unknown and just say, well, you know what, maybe I'll just give it a chance and see what happens. Let's just try it and see what happens. You don't have to be a total believer. You just, just try it, have some fun with it and see what happens. 
what people find is, you know, hey, you know, something did pop up or this kind of did go a little bit kind of have, I mean, not necessarily how I thought it was going to go, but maybe it was better than what I expected. Uh, and then you kind of, you, you just kind of go with that. And that kind of, kind of goes back to this principle of energy that we were talking about and how energy works together. Yeah, so it's like power of intention, isn't it? And once you have that intention, then you take the actions towards it because you've set the intention. That's right. And so the, the interesting thing about the sound work that I was doing is I went through a another, you know, a bad situation in the company where, you know, after two years, it just just wasn't for me anymore. And I felt like I was going to get sick. So I left which was a scary thing to do. But I just said to myself, you know what, I don't, I feel if I'm going to stay here, I'm going to get sick. And somehow this is all going to work out. So I'm just going to leave, even though scary, I'm leaving my paycheck, I'm leaving everything here. But I knew this was not the place that I needed to be anymore. Sure enough, shortly thereafter, I did get a autoimmune condition um, that was brought on by stress. Um, It was called alopecia. And I started to lose all the hair in my left eyebrow, just started falling out. And so I had chunks of of bald spots in my uh, left eyebrow. And uh, a friend at that time said to me, you know, Ian, have you seen this documentary called Heal, right? I really think, and this is talking about what we were just talking about, she kind of popped up at the right moment, right? And just passed this little message along to me and just said, hey, I really think you should check this out. So I watched it and there was this doctor on there named Jeffrey Thompson, and he was doing this work with uh, sound waves. And, and I thought, wow, that's really fascinating, as you know. And, and, and he's showing how the person's autonomic nervous system on the computer screen. And he's applying these tuned sound waves to the person to balance out their nervous system. And I thought, that really resonates with me. There's something about that, uh, about the physics of sound and vibration and its effect on the nervous system, the brain, that, that is, there's, there's something there. So actually, um, fortunately, he's not that far from me. Um, I'm in the Los Angeles area and he's in the San Diego area. So I scheduled an appointment with him and I went down there and I talked to him about, you know, the stress condition that I had and all this. And uh, so he actually, um, I went through a session with him and what the session is, is you lay on a sound table, he hooks you up to um, the sensor pad so you can actually see your nervous system on the computer screen. The computer will send a spectrum of different finely tuned frequencies through the sound table and ping your nervous system. When the computer finds the, um, the frequency that actually brings your nervous system into homeostasis, which is zero stress, it captures that frequency. And then he creates kind of this sound, um, it's like a, almost like a custom sound bath based upon that frequency. I used it for about two weeks and I started to feel this change going on in my nervous system, right? It was, it was a noticeable change because I carry stress in my stomach area. And I started to feel this little wall starting to build down there. So even if I had a stressful thought, I wasn't feeling it down in my stomach like I, like I used to. And I thought, okay, there's something weird going on here. There's, I mean, I'm feeling some actual physiological changes happening in my body. And mind you, you guys, I had been meditating for eight years prior to this. So it wasn't like I was new to meditation, but what I was doing was meditating with these sound waves, right? And so I, I called him up and I said, look, you know, this is, I don't know what's going on, but I'm definitely feeling something going on here. And I know a lot of stressed out people. So uh, I said, is it possible for me to study with you? And uh, so I did. I went down uh, there and I uh, did an intensive training for about two weeks with him. 
and uh, then had to pass a certification test. I got his entire system. And uh, now I, I, do this, I do the work uh, for other people as well. It's something that I do as a way to help other people because it, it worked so well for myself. And essentially what you're doing is you're taking this, uh, this custom frequency, it opens up your nervous system, makes you more receptive. And then we layer in different brain waves in there where we synchronize your brain to different brain wave frequencies. And we can kind of bring you down to whatever brain wave state we want you to be in. So for example, the, the body Body does its healing at the deepest level of sleep, which is a delta brainwave. So if we were to put you on the sound table, let's say, floor, and find your custom frequency where your nervous system says, you know, ooh, I, I really like that. that. That one feels really good to me. That's like a little key that helps us kind of open you up a little bit. Then we layer in what's called a delta wave binaural beat your brain hears this frequency and it attaches itself to it, much like a clock pendulum. And then we can kind of bring your brain down to a delta brain state. So if you were then to meditate with this, uh, essentially what we're doing is we're sort of reigniting your internal physician, uh, which is your, your body's own physician, which knows how to heal it. But the problem that most people have is when they're in a constant state of stress, you can eat the best food in the world. You can exercise every day. But if you are in a constant state of stress, you're taking all those resources that you're putting in your body and you're just burning it up. You're burning it up waiting for a, uh, an attack that's never coming to you, right? Because you're preparing for this attack and your sympathetic nervous system is activated all the time, ready. And it's pumping all kinds of chemicals into your body, uh, just waiting for an attack. So what we, what we need to do is we need to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, get you into rest and repair, get your nervous system balanced again, so that all those resources, your body can use those resources to actually do its work of healing you rather than burning them all up waiting for an attack that never comes. It's music to my ears because I, I love Joe Dispenza. Oh, and yeah. Uh -huh. About the type of soundtracks that they're using during his meditations. And I find that some of them, you know, really resonate. And some of them I just don't like listening to at all. So I assume what you're saying is that you can find the ideal one that resonates with your system because we're all unique, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And, and the difference between that, so it's so interesting. So before I even discovered Jeff, Dr. Jeff, so I have a busy brain. So when I would meditate, I was just looking for some kind of a sound. It could be the sound of an air conditioner vibrating for all, you know, for all intents and purposes. But I just wanted some kind of white noise to listen to, right? And then I just started playing with these different just sine wave frequencies. And I thought, it's just a buzzing sound, right? I thought, well, I'll listen to that. So I tried 13 hertz, which is a beta wave. I was like, 13 hertz, no. 11 hertz, no. 8 hertz, no. And then I got to 7 hertz, which is a theta wave. Mind you, all the stuff I was trying to get out was emotional, right? And theta deals with emotions. And I was like, oh, that 7 hertz wave feels kind of comfortable. So I started meditating with that. What Joe Dispenza's work does is there are different kinds of frequencies that you can be using, but it may not be the right one for you. So what we do is we find the right frequency for you, and then we layer in a brainwave uh, wherever it is that we want to take you to go. But then you, it's kind of, it's all custom built around you. So it's, it's, it's much more comfortable. That's amazing. I want to go and have some sound healing now. Well, let me show you to pop that in the comments, Ian, if people want to 
reach out to you and, and kind of, you know, get more information about that. Because I think, as, as Fleur was saying, is music to our ears to know that you can hack the system from inside out as well is, is, is fantastic. So we'll make sure we that we that. that. Um, I know that... Do you do it over Zoom or do you have to do it in person? Well, here's the thing. So with COVID right now, there's there's a woman that I do some joint work with where we do breath work and sound frequency healing. And I had created some custom tracks that we would use over Zoom when we do sort of a group session like that. The most powerful sessions that we ever had were the ones that we were doing in person because what I would do is I would connect the computer to two different people's arms. So one sensor on one person, one on the other everybody would hold hands so they'd form a circuit with the computer. And then I was able to find the group's custom frequency and I would create a custom soundtrack for the actual group of people that were there that day. And we had some very powerful things that happened like pain reduction, people would have out-of-body experiences. I mean, just some crazy emotional releases. There's some very powerful stuff. In order to get the actual custom frequency, the unfortunate thing is, is that I do have to have you here in person. Um, because I have to hook you up to the computer so that we can find the actual frequency that's working for you. So that's the frustrating part right now with COVID. Trip to LA then. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. From the LA area, we'll make sure to connect with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just tell you that it is the thing that I love about it too is that I record your. Uh, when you do the session, I actually record the session. So at the end of the session, again, talking earlier, we we're talking about, you know, people that say, oh, I don't know about this hocus pocus stuff. The thing that I love about it is the data is right there on the computer screen. Like after the session, um, we'll, we'll look at your session. We'll, we'll, we can see your nervous system on the computer screen and how it responded. Um, which I think all of my clients have really, really enjoyed because there's, it's the fascinating thing I'll tell you guys is there is one area that's called ultra high frequency. The only time I ever see that light up is when somebody is having um, some very higher energy level um, experiences. So maybe they're writing a song or a story in their head while they're in the session. Uh, they're feeling universal love. They're having a sexual fantasy uh, or they're having an out-of-body experience, right? Anything like that, right? It's, it's a higher parts of the brain. That thing will just start lighting up, right? So there was a situation where some parents had brought their son to me and he had a little touch of um, autism. So really smart kid, very creative, and uh, so he's on the table and suddenly that area starts going just like crazy, right? And uh, so I said to his parents who were there, I said, oh, because they did told me he does a lot of writing. I said, I bet he's writing a story right now, right? So after the session was over, I said, so, hey, did anything interesting happen, you know, while you were in the session? He says, oh, yeah. He said, you know, I've been trying to finish this part of this story, like, and I couldn't finish it. And suddenly, like, the whole story just came to me. Like, it was, like, coming to me right there during the whole session. And we all started laughing because we said, we know we saw it happen on the computer screen. So, yeah, so it's just it, that that piece of it is always just kind of really thrilling because uh, because you can actually see the actual results on the screen. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that, Ian. It's, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. So we've got one more question before we let you go, and we'll make sure that we put in the comments the links to find your website, social media, so they can connect. And hopefully when the COVID is over, they can, um, you know, go and see you to get this amazing uh, sound treatment. 
But can you sum up in one sentence, how have you made your life better? How have I made my life better? Um, wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, maybe the most profound clarity came to me from, from really learning to let go. I know we talked about this earlier and it was really about, and, 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 and again, I'm not saying that I let life happen to me because I think that there's a mistake to think that you just kind of skip along through your life and just whatever happens to you happens. That's not true. But I think it's, it's having this directed focused energy in the direction that I want to go and just allowing things to kind of come in and uh, and fill in all the gaps for me. And I think that that's how, for me, I've certainly made my life better and really being able to trust in that. And it is scary, as we talked about earlier, but I think if you are able to just sort of uh, go with that, put a little faith uh, in, in the fact that things are going to work out, I think uh, it does bring a certain sense of peace to you. Um, not every day, but it does does help. Uh, and it certainly makes the uh, the ride of life certainly more enjoyable. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ian. That was lovely. That was uh, definitely an enlightening conversation. Thanks so much for sharing everything with us. It's been lovely to have you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate the chat and it's been very lovely to talk to you as well. And for all of you listening to us one more week, thank you. Thank you for coming back to us. And as always, uh, share the love. If you can hit subscribe so you get alerted when a new episode goes up. And if you can share the love with people that may benefit from listening to, to us and our guests, we will be very thankful. And please leave a comment, reach out to us if you need any help. And we hope to see you here next week. Thank you very much. <laughs>